Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to talk about being the same. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you would be here in the midst of us. So we acknowledge your presence. We believe that you are here. We thank you that you want us to have revealed knowledge, that you want to reveal things to us so that we can live in victory, so we can live in your kingdom here on the earth and show who you are. And just because you love us and you want us to be blessed. So we love you for that. We give you all the praise and the glory. You're so good to us. He is. He's so good to us. And he wants us to know stuff. He really does. He wants us to have understanding. You know, today he's talking to me about remaining the same. Um, early on in my walk, I wasn't the same. I wanted to believe God and then I would quit. When things didn't look the way I thought they should look, I wanted to quit, although I made a commitment not to quit. But I thought it was okay just to quit for a little while, like just for the night. And so I did that often. And, you know, recently there was something that um, has been taking so long in my life. And I was just by the kitchen sink looking out the window, and I had a vision of this teeter-totter and me standing in the middle of it. I want to share this with you today because I know we all do this. We all get off of our faith. So he was showing me on the teeter-totter, and going right was believing, and going left was giving up. And so often we're on that teeter-totter, and we go left, and we give up, and we think, well, just for a little while. I just need a little break from this. And by giving ourselves that little break, we kind of go more and more left and give the enemy a foothold. And so we're kind of just like going back and forth then. Because, you know, when you do something once, you usually do it again. And so we're teeter-tottering with um, our faith. So we're believing, then we're not believing, then we're believing, we're not believing, and then we wonder why it takes so long. Just like if you would plant something in the ground and you would dig it up and then replant it and dig it up and replant it, you know, pretty soon it's just not going to be any good anymore. It's going to die and you're going to feel discouraged when you do that with your faith. When you plant it and then you dig it up and you plant it, when you teeter-totter back and forth, that's what you're doing. So God wants us to know that in James it says that. It says in verse 5, actually, I'm going to read verse 5, because you can ask God, why is this taking so long? Why is this happening? Why isn't that happening? And he said, if you're deficient in wisdom, you can go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without fault-finding and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault-finding Amplified Classic Bible. And only it must be in faith that, that he asks without wavering, no hesitating, no doubting, for one who wavers and hesitates and doubts is like a willowing surge out at a billowing surge out at sea, and it's blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly not let such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for. Because being as a man of two minds, hesitating and um, unstable, unreliable, uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and hears or decides. And that's what God is saying. That's why it takes so long, because we don't decide. You have to decide you're going to be a Christian. You have to decide you're going to be a believer, and you have to know that the enemy is going to come against you to try your faith. And that's what James is really talking about when it says, count it all joy when um, these temptations and trials come, 
Because Satan knows that you're having faith and he's coming against you and God's going to use that to get you to the place where you're not lacking anything, where you're going to have understanding, where you're going to know what you're up against and you'll no longer have this issue anymore. And that's the way, that's a place we're supposed to grow to. We're not supposed to be teeter-tottering back and forth with our faith, but deciding we're going to believe. And when you believe, you're not going to see it first. You're not going to see it on the outside anyway. You're going to see it on the inside. Because when you have faith, you're believing in your heart um, that you're going to have this thing happening. And so then when the enemy comes to try to get you to look at what is, then you're not moved by that because you already made a decision that you were going to believe in. So it's really important, what I'm saying is, to make a decision as to what you're going to believe and decide you're going to believe it and not be double-minded because you're not going to receive anything from God when you're double-minded. You know, um, really the thing that we receive for God from God, which is what he's talking about, is revelation knowledge as to how to receive from him how to live in his kingdom, and that's why Matthew 7, 7 tells us to keep on seeking and keep on knocking, because then that revelation is going to come. But now we're reading, but if you're going to be double-minded, if you haven't decided, then you're not going to receive anything from the Lord. So that revelation knowledge comes to the person who has decided, I'm going to live in the kingdom of God. I'm going to prove his will is good and perfect. I'm going to receive from him because it's more important that he that I receive from him um, than it is really for, for me because he wants to love me, for one, and he wants me to prove to be a true disciple of his, which reminds me of John 15. He said in, in that, 1 through 8, Jesus said, if you're the same. If you're in the same mindset, I was reading that in the King James Version at first. I thought that was that word was out of place because I usually read, if you abide in me and I abide in you. And he was saying, if you're the same. If you're the same, you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. And you'll be proving to be true disciples of mine and being, bringing glory to the Father. And so what he's saying is to be constant, to be the same, to decide you're going to believe. And no matter how the winds blow, <laughs> no matter what happens, you're still going to believe. You're not going to quit, and you're not going to give up. And when you get to that place, that is really faith. And that's when things are going to happen. And I've been there, and I know that. And so it was just a recall for me when he started talking about that. When you remain the same, that means you're in faith. If you're going to quit and give up because of how you feel, or what it looks like, that really is in faith. Faith doesn't have a time limit. Faith only believes. Jesus said a couple times. He said, if you believe, if you have constant faith, you're going to do these things that I did, and even greater things than this. And I just mentioned in John 15, Jesus said, if you're the same, if you abide in me and I abide in you, if you remain in me, or if, you, if you're in agreement with me, then you can ask what you will, and it'll be done. You know, and I'm going to mention um, um, Mark 11 quick before I forget. Mark 11 says the same thing. It says, if you have constant faith, then you can say to this mountain that, that, it, will move, that it should move. Whatever you say to your circumstances, it'll happen because you have constant faith. And what I got a little tangled up with there is I wanted to also say that when you get out of faith, then you have to start over. Because when you get out of faith, 
you're not in agreement with him. And that's why it takes so long, and that's why it seems like nothing's happening, because, well, I already said, if you plant a seed and you dig it up and you plant and you dig it up, how is it ever going to grow? When you plant faith in your heart, and it's growing and growing, and Jesus said that you should know this, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it before it even sprouts. But even while it's growing, he can still come and dig it out, and so that all of a sudden you just decide, I'm not going to believe anymore. I quit. And I, I give up. I can't do this anymore. And he's wanting you to feel that pressure that he's putting on you to quit and give up. But you got to be strong and immovable in your faith. And the way to be strong and immovable in your faith is to be fellowshipping with Jesus all the time. Hear the word, hear the word, hear the word. Talk the word, think the word. Live the word, apply the word to your life so that he can't move you. Peter said, be sober and vigilant. He roams around like a roaring lion, looking to see who he can devour. And he devours that person that doesn't know any better. So you have to have wisdom. You see how you have to have revelation knowledge. You have to have understanding to live in the kingdom of God, opposed to what the enemy tells people. You can't understand God. He's a mystery. You never know what God's going to do. And I don't have any control over my life. He does. And you know, you do have control. He said, choose life or choose death. He said, if you obey me or if you don't obey me. So you do have a choice. And when you follow his way, when you obey him, even obeying him and getting faith, Romans 10, 17, says faith comes by hearing the word. So even that is in obeying him. To not, not be double-minded is obeying him. So there's stuff that you have to do and stuff that you have to know. And he said, by the way, <laughs> um, he said to the disciples, he says, to you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And those outside of our circle, it'll be just like a parable to them. They won't get it. They won't have understanding because they're not seeking after. They're not serious. Just like um, James says that if you're a double-minded man, you're not going to receive anything from the Lord. And the thing that you want to receive is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge as to how to live in the kingdom, how to receive from God. He's not saying, I'm going to do this for you and not for you. He doesn't have favorites, but he's putting it out there. He's saying, this is how you live in the kingdom of God. You keep on seeking, you keep on knocking, and if you're serious, if you want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, then I'm going to reveal them to you. And Jesus said, um, the mysteries were meant to be revealed. They weren't meant to be put under a lampstand. But they're only for those that are seeking after him. He's not going to give his wisdom to someone who is not decided to live in his kingdom. Just like you probably wouldn't give out your favorite recipe to just anyone. He's not going to give out the instructions, the mysteries of the kingdom of God to someone who doesn't care. And so if that's, a, that's your excuse, that God is a mystery, then you really don't know him and you're not seeking after him. Just to get in your face a little, I guess. Sorry about that, but it's true. We have to be willing to have revelation knowledge and let it convict us and correct us in order to live in the kingdom of God. And so he said um, that he's going to reveal the mysteries to those who are seeking him. And so if you don't know the mysteries of the kingdom of God because you just didn't know you could know, well then now you know that you can know. If you don't know the mysteries of the kingdom of God because you're not in agreement with him, 
then you're never going to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and that's not a good thing. So he said, pay attention to what you hear, because he's going to reveal things to you. And if you're not paying attention, even the things that you did know are going to be snatched away from you by the enemy, taken by force, and that's Mark 4, 24. So pay attention to what he's saying to you, and know that you can live in his kingdom. You can know the mysteries. In fact, you need to know them. It's vital to know how the kingdom of God operates so that you can walk in it. So that is the word today, to remain the same, to stay the same, to keep believing no matter what. Don't move from the truth. Don't move from your decision to be a Christian. It's not a prayer to get to heaven. It's an invitation to a relationship with Jesus, a commitment to live on his side, opposed to the enemy. Not in agreement with the enemy, but in agreement with Jesus. So when you say that prayer, when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, it's, it's just that, that you're, you're in agreement with him, and you're committed to him, and you're going to learn how to live in heaven on the earth. When he came, he said that the, the um, kingdom of heaven is here. He brought the kingdom of heaven. He brought the revelation knowledge of knowing how to live in his kingdom right here on the earth. And that's his spirit living on the inside of you. When you, when you say that prayer, when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, your whole life changes. You start living in agreement with him. And that's what you want to do. That's what the prayer is about. And that's how you live a good life. And that's how you can make sure your life turns out and how you can make sure that you're going to live with him when you leave here. It's all about that relationship. It's a true, live relationship. He's a real person. And when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's going to make himself known to you. Jesus said when he left that the Holy Spirit was going to come, and that's actually who comes to live on the inside of you. And he's going to remind you of the things that he said and tell you things to come, and so much more. He's going to be your counselor, your standby, He's going to teach you how to live in heaven on the earth. He's going to teach you everything that you need to know. He's going to teach you what you were put together to do, how you were created, the thing he has for you to do right here and right now on the earth for him to be his disciple, to be his witness. So if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20, Jesus said that he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you means he's going to come in and hang out with you, teach you who he is. You're going to be walking in his way. And so would you say that prayer with me? Would you? Just say, dear Jesus, it's nothing fancy. You just ask him to come live on the inside of you. Just, dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me and you want to live on the inside of me and teach me your way. And I just welcome you. I thank you for correction. I thank you that you would convict me when I'm doing something outside of your way because You only want good for me, and you're just trying to teach me your way. I'm just open to all that you have for me. I want to love like you love. I want to be about your business. I want to live in heaven on the earth, and I want to get my prayers answered and glorify your name. I want to remain the same and show how good you are. I want to be on your side. So I'm asking you to come live on the inside of me and just teach me your way. I love you. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory. He's so good. He is so in love with you. Congratulations if you just said that prayer today, because now he is living on the inside of you, and he's going to make himself known to you. 
All you have to do is just give him your attention. Pay attention to what you hear. Now, don't hear the world anymore, because now you're a new creation, and he's going to recreate you in his likeness. You're born anew, and you're going to be living a whole different life. The world is still going to be out there, but you're going to resist that way, and you're going to live in his way, and he has come that you may have life. Have it to the full till it overflows. Thanks so much for listening today. Let me know if you said that prayer. And one thing you need to really remember is you can't do anything apart from him. And so stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to him. Give him attention every day. And don't try to do things in your own strength because you're just going to fail. You're just going to fail. And then you're going to be beating yourself up instead of just relying on him. Just rely on him and he'll work it all out for you. He's good. Love you. Thank you. God bless.